Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What other little things do you do? I try and keep governments of, of, of both countries on their toes of, uh, about policies relating to the working man and woman. And I also keep ferrets. And uh, I do that wee spin on the finger with the basketball, like the Harlem Globetrotters, you know that. I enjoy doing that when I'm in my study. So anyway, the Queen. Well, it was, it was a dark, it was a very dark night. I remember that very well. And this was long before computers or anything like that. And I remember saying to Martin, turned around to him in the tunnel, I says, have you got the lighter? And he says, have I got the lighter? I thought you had the lighter. And we're both standing there in the pitch black dark. And I look around and he's looking for a lighter with a box of matches. I said, who, who put you in charge? He says, you did. And we both laughed. And then, and then the Queen says, when she heard this, she says, oh, she says, oh, I heard that on the radio. It was that you, that's gas. Welcome to Free State, everyone. It's very good to be here. I, uh, especially good to be here as I seem to have acquired a new role as a, as a kind of GA guru. I couldn't help notice when I was reading Joe Brawley's uh, column in the Sunday Independent that he referred to Jim McGuinness as doing something revolutionary uh, in Gaelic football and becoming the Jurgen Klopp of uh, of Gaelic football. And I think that if anyone was listening to our podcast around January, they would have noticed me making this point, Joe ignoring it, if he was listening at all. But like an irritating jingle, my ideas clearly penetrated somewhere and uh, landed in uh, Joe Brawley's subconscious. That's that's a good description of yourself. And yeah, the theatrical Just remember that. I've stolen it from George Costanza. <laughs> can you hear that? Can you hear that sound? That's can you hear that sound? That's the GA people of Ireland rolling their eyes. Well, you know, they are a broad church, you know, they yes. welcome me. I've probably been to more GA congresses than you, have I? Yes. Um, uh, I, uh, I addressed Congress once about uh, right. organ donation. It was, I, f I felt splendid, you know. I felt sort of, I can understand why Donald Trump enjoys the, the podium and the big I don't think that's name. the only time. Except I wasn't. I wasn't selling gold gold sneakers for nine thousand bucks a pop. I was. Uh, I was se selling life, selling um, a, a, a message of uh, living life and giving life. That was great. Really, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I really 
hugely enjoyable. Well, it is actually. I, I was sent to GA Congress and, uh, once, first time I met Charlotte Burns, actually. I was sent as a kind of fish out of water, um, and Charlotte took me under his wing. But uh, it was, a, it, you know, it was both incredibly fascinating and incredibly boring simultaneously. But one of the things that... One of... <laughs> They need to, they need to have their next. They need to hold their next uh, congress at the definition. <laughs> oh God, no! That's Belfast. I was about to say how it was great to see Ireland. Uh, you know the the seriousness which they took on the the kind of key issues in in Irish life. Yeah. But <laughs> you you you. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more important than that? And you know, to be fair, it's that that night in the definition has just has brought the North together. In a way that the well, politicians never could. I mean, like you've got you had like four stunningly magnificent looking black men, you know, with with I mean, husbands were waking husbands and boyfriends were waking up all over Belfast on Sunday morning <laughs> to see to see to see their wives and girlfriends, you know, uh being slapped on the face by Three enormous cocks, for want of a better word, and uh, a, a night of absolute hilarity, and uh, and I suppose it, it it shows again, you know, that with all our prudishness and the way we present ourselves, and you know, oh, beeping out curse words, uh, you know, before a certain time at night, and oh, well, we can't really be showing sex and things like that, that in truth. Whenever it comes down to it, you know, human beings are, as Jack Nicholson famously said, just <laughs> animals with clothes on. Uh, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, I mean, friends I might have been sent me, I don't sort of usually dip into this stuff myself, but it was very, very funny, you know. And uh, it seemed to sort of, in the end, turn into, you know, I'm trying to think of the most delicate way to right. put an orgy. I haven't seen any of this, you know. You know, and let let he let let <laughs> let she let she who has not had her face slapped by three enormous black cocks cast the first stone. Have you well, seen RTs? Well, I have. But I was going to say, I spent a great few days. We went over to the family went over to London for a few days last week, and. Um, you know, we lived there for a long time. My son was born there and he doesn't really remember it because he left when he was two. And we had a great time just going around. Uh, went to a show and we went around various sites and all the things that make London. And it still is, despite everything, it still is a, a great, great city. Um, but as on our first day when we arrived, we went for lunch in Borough Market, lovely place in Borough Market. And as I stepped out of the restaurant... As I stepped out of the restaurant, who did I see in front of me? <laughs> Mr. London himself. Mr. London uh, himself, Ryan Tuberty. Fabulous. And uh, I didn't, I, I, you know, I know Ryan, and if I'd seen, if I caught his eye, I would have said hello and wished him all the best, because it is great that he's uh, um, getting on with things. And I think it's actually a great thing for him to be uh, out, out of... Well, I hope he can find his way around London better than he could find it around Ireland. This, well, you're... you're he loved. He loved. He loved. He loves Louth so much. This he is, thought it was Ulster seventh county. How many counties are in Ulster, Joe? How many <laughs> counties are in Ulster? Um, you know, you've you've you've, you've slipped up there. Uh, but he, um, 
the RT statement, what is the latest RT statement? Because we, we know that this story is uh, is developing yeah, all the time. It's, uh, just let me let me get it here. Yeah, a uh, breaking uh, statement from uh, RT Director General. Uh, bullshit, 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 bullshit. Um, welcome this government review. Uh, my appointment heralds a new dawn. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Draw a line under this unfortunate saga. Uh, Breda O'Keefe, uh, Moya Doherty, great service. Bullshit, bullshit. A few bad apples restore the trust of the great Irish public. Good, good statement. I think you could actually, you could, you could if you were a PR company, you could charge about you know, 15 grand for that. I mean, the Oroctus credit card, the, the, um, but it's all the same, isn't it? I mean, the uncanny similarities between the corruption of RT and the corruption of the political process, you know, and the, the, the way that the establishment in Ireland has systematically and fully taken control of RT so that RT, you know, it used to be a sort of beacon of independence is no longer. I mean, I saw at the weekend the a revelation that the Oroctus credit card was used recently to pay a 17,000 euro bill at the K-Club, you know, which rivals sort of RT's secret slush fund credit card, 14,000 euro on Ed Sheeran at Croke Park. And you you look at these characters, I mean, Moya Doherty. They, they've, uh, do you know what the TWC TBA virus is? Too well connected to be arsed virus. And the entire RT X top brass seems to have come down with a very bad case of the TWC TBA virus. Moya Doherty, you know, who, 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 I mean, and it's, it's incredible too, the uncanny similarities in how they dress. You know, she dressed like a supervillain in the Batman movies, you know, like, like the Penguin's wife or, 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 or Willy Wonka's weird mother, you know, looking down on the little people of Ireland, you know. And, you know, she told the pack last week, initially she didn't respond at all from, from you know, from uh, the Doyle's committee's request for her to appear. To, to answer questions about her previous evidence. And uh, I'm not sure if she's not well, uh, but in her case, it's the too well-connected mm-hmm. to be arsed virus. Dee Forbes isn't well either. She's got the TWC TVA. And I mean, Dee, and this is not a commentary on, on a woman's looks or anything like that. She looks, it's the same thing. You know, she also looks like the editor of Vogue. She's a power dresser. She wears the big glasses, you know, like the old motorbike goggles that Biggles wore when he was <laughs> when he was flying in his biplane, you know, at World War One for 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 the for for, for the British uh, and and this sort of power trip that they're on, you know, that they they will look they will look, you know, above the little people. And you know, Richard Collins, he's not well either, God bless him. Very forgetful these days. He couldn't even remember his salary. Now he can't even remember if he got a golden handshake or not. You know, Rory Coveney, Simon's brother, brackets, close brackets, RT never mentioned that. He's not well either, bless him. Breed O'Keefe, do you remember Breed's barnstorming the, the performance barnstorming, at the first pack? Uh, Aroctus Committee performances. Oh, where she... Where where she blamed entirely yeah. convincingly everyone else, and and 
sadly, she too has succumbed to the TWC TBA virus. Um, Geraldine O'Leary, another power dresser who travelled the world more extensively than Jules Verne, you know. And uh, the, the, the ideals of RTE when it was founded of a flourishing independent public broadcaster, mm. which it was, which it was until, until the Troubles, uh, you know, have now been entirely corrupted, you know. And that's, you know, there have been repeated attacks from the establishment starting in the early 70s because RTE was, you know, platforming Northern Republicans, Northern Nationalists. You know, they were they were doing honest uh, documentaries on the scale of the oppression and what was happening in the North. And then, you know, a full infiltration by the establishment destroyed that independence. And RT has never... Well, it's, 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 we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, and it is, it is one of those areas where you look at it and as you look back on it, you wonder um, there was clearly censorship involved and then there was that... that even more um, pernicious thing of self-censorship. And that is that is the kind of the legacy that is, it seems to be rem remained in, in RTE in terms of um, wanting to to be as careful and as uh, overly prudent at, at all times. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't think you it's wouldn't. that. I think it's a deliberate, it's a deliberate, I mean... I watch it all very, very carefully, I hope, and forensically. And it's the body language, it's the distaste, it's the it's the subtle sort of uh, portrayal, you know, negative portrayal uh, of 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 people before profit, Sinn Fein, you know, anyone who is standing up for the underdog versus versus the 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 loving that occurs, you know, when it's a member of the establishment. I mean, and funny, whenever I was reading Brian Hanley's fascinating study, The Impact of the Troubles on the Republic of Ireland, 1968 to 1979, where he, he traces it through how RTE was slowly transformed by the establishment from a, 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 a an honest to goodness, you know, let the dice fall where they may, but tell the truth, broadcaster, to uh, basically being controlled by establishment cronies. And, you know, I was, I was conscious reading that, that your own your own family uh, well, suffered I in that regard. I wouldn't say they, they suffered, but uh, my uh, my granduncle was part of the RTE authority that was, was fired by the Fianna Fáil government in 1972 after... Um, Kevin O'Kelly, the RT journalist, broadcast. Um, he didn't broadcast an interview with uh, Sean McStephen, who was the chief of staff of the IRA. He 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 broad because he wasn't they weren't allowed to that at that stage. He he broadcast. Uh, he read out a transcript of their discussion on air and. Um, uh, and Fianna Fáil, the yep. Fianna Fáil government were, were en enraged by this and they claimed that RTE had facilitated a blatant attempt to circumvent the directive. Uh, and they wanted the RTE authority, of which my great-granduncle was... My granduncle was a man called James Fanning. He was the editor of the Midland Tribune in Burr and Midland Tribune was set up um, by his mother, actually. Um, 
as a kind of land league paper in the, in the 19th century. And, uh, and Jimmy, I remember, like, I remember going to visit his house and he was a kind of austere enough guy, but he, he, uh, he, um, he had played this, he was anyway, the RT authority refused to, uh, to, to, to outline the new measures they would, they would, to, they would implement to prevent this happening again. And they were, they were sacked in their entirety five days after the O'Kelly broadcast. Um, yeah. And you had the, you had that ridiculous situation where, uh, RT journalists in good faith were doing their best to, to try and report what was happening in the North. And they were reduced then to, at that point, you know, repeating statements, you know, uh, of, 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 uh, of people from the sort of the nationalist Republican side uh, for fear that the broadcasting would result in sanctions from the government. You know, and by the end of 1972, I mean, the Broadcasting Act 63 was being ruthlessly used by Fianna Fáil to silence nationalist viewpoints or any news item that related to the North that might remotely be seen sympathetic to what was happening to us. And whenever Jack Lynch, who was the Taoiseach at the time, whenever your, your granduncle was sacked with the entire authority, he replaced them with what one well-known journalist described as, quote, a collection of civil servants Fianna Fáil party hacks and court men, <laughs> and, and 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 since then, since then, you know, the message was clear then that that uh, that you know we will we will stamp down on you. Never mind free speech or any of this nonsense. You know, free speech does not apply to Northern Nationalists and Northern Republicans. You know, and I mean, you, you go back. You know, just to trace it through, I mean, when the People's Democracy marchers were battened off the road at Burntollet Bridge in 1969, pictures were broadcast around the world. And, you know, it was a, who will help us? Who will help us? And then in 1969, later on, when loyalists with members of the then, the, the notorious police force, the Royal Ulster Constabulary, accompanying them, burned out all 60 terraced houses in Bombay Street off the Falls Road and most of the Catholic homes in Kashmir Road and Cooper Street, which 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 were off that. And because, because RT were able to broadcast all of that freely and interview people and get an honest account, the, South, the people of the South opened their doors to thousands of refugees that streamed south from the north who'd been burnt out of their houses. They... The people of the South, they housed our people in barracks and schools and private homes, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, when John Hume said after Bloody Sunday that the Parachute Regiment had carried out cold-blooded mass murder, another sharpville relating to the, the massacre of black people in America, you know, the revulsion in the South was universal. The Irish ambassador was withdrawn from London. All the schools and workplaces in the South were closed. And the... Government announced the National Day of Mourning. But very, very quickly thereafter, you know, and, and I, I make this point because I'm very interested in, in how RT has become corrupted. Very quickly thereafter, the state changed course and that was dictated, that was dictated by the establishment. I mean, not only... I mean, you talk about what happened to your granduncle after the RT reporter Kevin O'Kelly merely repeated some statements on air from an interview 
he had conducted with Sean McStephen, who was the IRA's chief of staff. O'Kelly was arrested, charged with contempt of court because, like any journalist of integrity, he refused to hand over the interview tape. And For contempt, but that was during the case. That was during the McStephon case, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, he refused to hand over the interview tape. And Jerry Collins, no, I'm just does that make it any better? Told the Doyle, told the Doyle that an undue amount of time has been given to these people who represent nobody but themselves, giving viewpoints which are totally unacceptable to the Irish people. And uh, Fianna Fáil's George Colley dismissed all, quote, all this crap claptrap about the freedom of the press. And it was that same month that the government proposed an extraordinary amendment to the Defence Against the State Act, which shifted the burden of the proof onto the defendant in, quote, terrorist, unquote, cases. And allowed allowed people to be convicted by a judge on the say so of a senior guard. Yeah, he's guilty. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid I must impose the only sentence available to me in law. <laughs> Have you anything further to say? Oh, I'm innocent. Well, I'm afraid that's not going to wash. You know. And uh that that policy of censorship then broke RT. You know, because apart from replacing the entire authority, what happened then was that RTE slowly but surely became populated by, you, you used the word people who were safe, safe pairs of hands, and that's correct. I say hacks. And also, even if a young person who was idealistic went into RTE then, they were moulded, you know, because that was the environment in which they were, they were being trained. You know, they were moulded in a certain way. And so, you know, as I think we've mentioned on a previous podcast, there's not a single broadcaster in RTE through the, that huge movement, you know, publicly funded. There's not a single broadcaster that comes from a Sinn Féin, Northern Republican, Southern Republican background. Not a single one. I mean, in, in October 1974, the RTE programme Seven Days broadcast a special on internment and internment, you know, and I say this because young young people are all, always stopping me and saying that, you know, really, really? Internment was whenever the, the, the British decided that they would simply arrest and detain uh, Catholic men from the north and put them in a camp without charge, without trial, you know. And many of them there were, for, were there for four years. My father was there for about three, three and a half years. And the programme featured interviews with people who had been released from internment and their families. And it also showed footage of British troops attacking anti-internment marches. So peaceful anti-internment marches being attacked. And the Minister for Broadcasting in the Labour Fine Gael Coalition was Conor Cruz O'Brien. He suspended the head of RT Current Affairs, Des Fisher, and all of the members of the Seven Days Production Team, declaring, quote, the IRA are in spiritual occupation of RTE. And so all of these, all of these things, you know, particularly with the ghastly Conor Cruz O'Brien at that stage dictating policy, you know, who who was who was uh, very sympathetic to, to to unionists in the north, you know, loathed loathed Northern Catholics, and 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 spoke in a plummy plummy accent like that. It could have been any British aristocrat. You know, and of course, like you know, like many of the, the the current establishment would be much happier in the company of King Charles than with Michelle O'Neill, and uh, and 
it moved the legendary civil rights leader, Father Dennis Fall, to say, you know, now that government control of RT is so complete, people in the South are not able to care very much about the plight of us in the North anymore. But loyalists can pour out their hate for Catholics on the well, station. Well, loyalist, loyalist paramilitaries were banned from, from RT as well. It was, it was, uh... No, no, but, but just hold on. Some of, some of the most sectarian people, you know. Yeah. You know, Ian Paisley Sr., Willie McRae, all of the DUP, all of whom were involved with Ulster resistance, you know, and who were part of that sort of ill-fated flotilla that tried to invade Clontibret. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, all of them were able to say whatever they wanted to, you know. And I think, you know, you made the point that I think Neil Jordan uh, made a, mm. the, the famous, the celebrated film director, he he wrote in Hot Press in June 1977, is it not amazing that people in Ireland have to turn on the ITV News at 10 to find out what's well, happening the, in Ireland? See, and again, this... this it... Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you, uh, you mentioned Brian Hanley's book, which is... Uh is a fascinating read and there is a story uh there he notes how a, a journalist in the Kerryman noted how the BBC's coverage of the Mountjoy helicopter escape had provided more historical context than RTE's ultra ultra objective report which might have been the story of three swallows taking off for Spain from a tree in O'Connell Street and uh, and I can remember it's funny thing That's right, it's, it's a like funny little, thing I can like remember my my granduncle Jimmy talking about how RTE covered news in a more general sense. And this is something that you can see from that time to this. And you can still contrast it. But if you listen to uh, the BBC, for all its flaws, you listen to the RTE news an awful lot of the time because of that culture which is now in there. And I think it's broader in the North. And I think we will, we would, we disagree on, a, a lot, and I disagree on, on the reasons for, 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 for some of those, ba for those bands and, what it did, why the support ebbed away. I don't think it was because of those bands at all. 
But that 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 culture is now there all the time. So RT reports are as safe and as close. They are they are for every issue you will really find that it is like three swallows taking off for Spain from a tree in O'Connell Street. I th- I, th- I think it's a lot more than that. You say that, but it's a dangerous, very invidious and dangerous and very deliberate propagandistic approach. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, so I'm going to respect. I'm going to respectfully say. What am I wrong, wrong about? about that? I mean, uh, our, I'm going to say to you that RT has become a platform for the establishment and for establishment views, and and uh, I mean, let's let's look, you know, at what then transpired, you know, because of this uh, approach by government. Because let me tell you this, brother, you're completely wrong that this didn't, that this did not contribute to the ebbing away of sympathy. Well, I would say the greatest contribution to the ebbing away of sympathy was probably the fact that the IRA campaign got worse and worse and killed more people and became more indiscriminate. Uh, No, no. Uh, Sorry, is this... No, is no, this I'm just, Lawler, is, is this it, Anya Lawler I'm talking to? The who, fact who is that, you know, no, but let me, let me let me finish, finish this point. point. So let me let me finish my point. This is why this is why advertisers advertise. This is why the media is so potent. This is how Rupert Murdoch, for example, was able to sell Brexit. This is how Rupert Murdoch was able to subvert British democracy through the power of the media. This is how Fox News is systematically dismantling American democracy through the power of a constant media message, you know. So for someone who works in journalism, you must be very naive if you think that the censorship, right, where where leading commentators were saying, you know, people like Father Fall, people like Neil Jordan saying, look, well, you, have to, you have to watch ITV News to find out what's happening in Ireland. It was a very careful, orchestrated plan to propagandize and demonize the people of the North, to dehumanize us and to demonize us. And that's precisely what was done. As, 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 uh, as, as uh, one of the political grandees in the North said, those, those in the North who are living by the bomb and gun and all of those who support them will not be afforded the same rights as the rest of the population. And so the people of the South had and have a very strong emotional connection to us. But the establishment closed ranks. And and what happened thereafter was a demonization of us. Let, 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 let me bring it up to the modern times. I mean, did you see the late late show the I other didn't. night with Michelle O'Neill? Right. Well, I have to say I was <laughs> very you know, because like we watched the late late show as children, and you know it was it was the it was the big standout event because you only had we had in the north we had the BBC, ITV, and then if you could get an RT aerial, which not that many people had, you could get RTE, and that was it. And the late late show was obviously a huge cultural event then when we were young with Gay Byrne and his pump, and I found it really very moving the other night. Michelle O'Neill on the Late Late Show. And the reason I found it so moving was it was really odd to be see her, to see her being treated with respect. You know, Paddy Keelty, who's one of us, you know, who suffered like a lot of us did, and, and more than many people, with his father being assassinated by loyalists, he treated her as an equal. And 
if you'd watched it, you would have seen how the audience reacted, you know, live and online then. You know, uh, it was it was so gratifying to me to see that, you know, to see the, just the people of Ireland, how they reacted. See, I, 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 I wanted, like, one of us. I agree. You know, and his family suffered a lot. Mm. And, and the contrast, but let me just make the point. The contrast, the contrast to how, you know, people from my community have been treated up until now by RTE. I mean, when Jerry Adams came on the Late Late Show, first of all, you know, he was absolutely pilloried by Gay Byrne, you know, as the devil incarnate, you know, as something evil and unclean. But, but, but Joe, yeah. Whenever, whenever Ryan Tuberty, when, when Ryan Tuberty was, was hosting the Late Late Show, he said the first thing he said to Jerry. But Joe, Adams, that was, you that, that reflects house. that reflects. But that reflects Hold on, just bear, how people just with me. in it does reflect how people in the country. It doesn't. It does. It, it guarantees you, you that it, it does. Okay. It doesn't. And I'll tell you why it doesn't. And I'll tell you why it doesn't. Listen. How often do you? How often? Because there's because because there's thirty three percent. Thirty three percent of people in the south. Yeah, but they're not. They weren't voting, voting for them. For they weren't Finn, voting for them when Jerry yeah, Adams came on that issue. So that's my d- point. D- you can tell me and you listen, so, Joe. A second, listen a second. Ryan, to me. you will yeah, say but, to me, and I will listen to you, and I ac- accept this that you know people like me do not understand what it was like to be among you know to be a northern nationalist, to be growing up in that community during the troubles, and that is something that somebody like me who has a firm view which hasn't really altered about the provisional IRA about terrorism, about nationalism, those kind of things, has to actually take in, take on board and consider and say, right, there were certain aspects, and we might get into this, where uh, we, 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 we... You're living in a country created by the IRA. You're living in a country created by the IRA. You wouldn't be there otherwise. You'd be part of the United Kingdom. You have to accept how people in the South felt about it. That is a fact, too. And it may be you. You may not like what they felt, and you may not like why they felt it. No, no, no. How the, the establishment report, felt about why, why it. Were, How the establishment why, so, felt like, about you can, it. You can give it any excuse you want, but there wasn't. There wasn't. It's not an excuse. Let me let me compare and contrast. Let me compare and contrast. Let's say that the Irish government had resolutely supported us in the north instead it's of sp- supported who? Let's say the supported who? Said, the nationalist community or are the, the provisional IRA? Yeah, the nationalist community. No, the nationalist community in the north. All right, and then after the massacres by the soldiers, after the burning out, and after all of that, said, "Look, you know, look, just as they've done in Ukraine, you know, this is a resistance movement. Just as they've done in other hot spots in the world, they've picked, they've picked, they've picked, they've picked, and they've called them the good guys. All right, look, Ukraine are resisting a terrible oppression now. You know, this onslaught from this military power. Okay, so they're cast as they're cast in a very good, positive light, as they should be. All right now, if they, if, if." The Irish establishment had stood with the Irish people of the North. Don't forget, don't forget, having done the deal that fucked us, having done the deal that fucked us in 1921, all right? Let us go. Leave them to their fate, all right? Let whatever's going to happen, happen. Let them be walked all over there. Let the, the Unionists operate a system of apartheid. We'll stay out of it. We'll stay out of it. Now, had they instead of that said, okay, look, you know, this is not acceptable. Had they continually raised our case, had they continually, you know, allowed our voices to be heard, then you would have an entirely different situation. You know, let me give you, Ryan Tuberty said to Jerry Adams, you have blood on your hands. And Jerry Adams said, so did your grandfather. And Tuberty says, I was wondering how long it would take you to bring that up. Hmm. 
Did you ever lose a night's sleep because of the activities of the IRA? No, I don't think that, I think that's a, a glib way to put it, if I may say well, if so. if you want to put it in a nicer way. Yeah, of course I'm troubled having come through mm. a conflict. Of course I am. But the people, some people are watching tonight and say, that man has blood in his hands. Do you have blood in your hands? No, I don't. And, and you may as well say that your grandfather had blood in his hands. I was wondering, would you bring that up? No, yeah. no, no, no. The good old IRA, you know, and then the new IRA. And you sitting there talking about, oh, I didn't support the IRA. Well, you're in a country created by them. But it's, so, there you know, plenty, let's, there let's not be hypocritical about this. Meanwhile, 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 UK ministers, Ian Paisley, Tony Blair, they were coming on the Late Late Show and the red carpet was being rolled out. I mean, when Ian Paisley came on to the Late Late Show for the first time, it was a joyous occasion. It was a loving a guy who caused more murder and mayhem and destruction. As Brian Kennedy said to Ian Paisley Jr. one night at a, at a debate the three of us were at, uh, Mark Carruthers, the great BBC journalist, had invited us uh, to the launch of his book and we had a debate at the Queen's Festival. And Ian Paisley Jr. was talking about his father and Brian Kennedy said, your father has more blood in his hands than any other human being in the North. And yet there he was, there he was, in the late, late, being lauded as a hero, a champion, it's great fun. Oh, and his daughter's coming out now, and it's said, look at that. Oh, tell us that one, Ian, about, oh, 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 oh. Or when Peter Brook came on, you know, uh, talking about his relationships and about, you know, will you sing us a song, Peter? Oh, my darling, oh, darling, wonderful. Oh, that is fantastic, 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 you know. And then whenever Michelle O'Neill came on with Ryan Tuberty, it was again that frozen body language as though she had some terrible infectious disease. And, and that has persisted. I mean, think of a small example. If, if Rory Coveney right, was the brother of a Sinn Féin TD or a Sinn Féin shadow minister, RT would call Rory Coveney the brother of Sinn Féin's mm. ex. But because it's Fine Gael, that's never Some, mentioned. I saw stories today. Check I saw I Simon through, Coveney was went, asked. Simon went, Coveney went, was asked about it, it today. He was asked to answer questions. Why? That's different. That's different. That's different. And it would be cast in an entirely different way. And we see this also, I mean, and I think we see it very, very strongly, with RT's handling of Israel. You know, they have no problem whatsoever platforming Israel's team of genocidal apologists from Dana Ehrlich, the ambassador to Elon Levi. But when the Irish women in harmony wore t-shirts with Gaza love hearts and watermelon solidarity badges with the people of Palestine at the Late Late Show uh, on, on, on Friday night past before after actually Michelle O'Neill was there, they were asked by RT staff in the changing room to remove those before going on stage to perform their tribute in memory of... Well, you see, I think that comes back to that uh, self... What Mary Holland said was self-censorship raised to the level of an art. Like it is... Uh, it is it is something that is... Uh, is is just always present in RTE. Like I, I remember a friend of mine telling me a story about going on a RTE radio show to talk about satire um with somebody with with somebody with somebody else two guests who were well experienced in in the the lines the, the, the how you had to go very close to the edge with satire 
um, and they said, oh, we're going to have a good discussion on this on this radio program. And then just before uh, just before they went on air, the producer said, by the way, nobody mentioned <laughs> um, because, <laughs> because they were so frightened of anything. And uh, now we'll probably even bleep out his name in this. Um, and, uh, you know, that was... But it's open. But it was also open season, and us. That was only because they were afraid of being sued. Meanwhile, meanwhile, and this is the point. You know, they ask those girls. It, it's it's a modest, you know, small tribute, and it's just a small act of solidarity. You know, we know now that thirty thousand people have been murdered by Israel. All of the hospitals have been destroyed in Gaza. All of the universities. There are no operational schools. Children are starving now. You know, parents are grounding up animal feed to try and make some sort of flour out of it, to try and create some sort of makeshift bread to allow them to eat. Meanwhile, the Late Late Show uh, in 2021, 2022, devoted an entire show to raising funds for Ukraine. Raising funds for Ukraine. It was called A Prayer for Ukraine. This, You know, this is, you're into Bono territory here. That's exactly the same. Exactly the same as what we've discussed about Bono. A prayer for Ukraine. And, and, and absolutely, you know, I'm all for it. Ukraine flags on the big screen behind Ryan, who was putting on his saddest, empathetic face like Bono, the beautiful children of Ukraine. You know, just Bono wasn't available to sing about these beautiful stars of Ukraine, these children. He did, he did write a poem for Zelensky once. Uh, and, yeah, and well, you know, I mean, anything that there's a book in. The Ukrainian Catholic Congregation Choir were invited out. And this is what Ryan said about them. The Ukrainian, now, absolutely beautiful bunch of people. Now, it can't be easy for you to be here, but we salute you for your bravery and thank you. We thank you. And the choir sang, were in their Ukrainian traditional dress. The colours, there were people in the audience standing. The big screen behind showed heroic images of Ukraine and the Ukrainian flag fluttering and I have no problem with any of that support that entirely yeah. but you see the point I'm making not Gaza not the Palestinians alright because that's not politically expedient the establishment takes a different view of these things yeah oh my darling oh my darling oh my darling Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.